Welcome to Pure Gold, Episode 2. My name is Frank Honus, and this week we are talking about why sexual purity matters. I'm super, super excited to be back with you guys again uh, for starting a brand new uh, series and season of podcasting. Um, I, I really wanted to kick um, this, this series off. I wanted to kick this podcast off with some of the, the most, I think, uh, landmark and uh, foundational topics and questions uh, as we talk about, you know, sexual purity and, and, and um, you know, sexual wholeness and freedom, uh, freedom from, from uh, porn addiction and uh, from lust and fantasy. And it's just, it's just so important that we, we discuss, I think, the why before we get to the what. And yes, this is a podcast that is very, very practical in nature. So I hope that you will find that um, in, you know, even in the last, our very first episode, but in the, in the coming episodes as well, as we, as we kind of really get down to the nuts and bolts of, of sexual purity and what that means. But like I said, I want to talk this week about why sexual purity matters. Um, I, I think it is, um, you know, I'm a personal advocate. My story is that I was addicted for 13 years to pornography from the age of 13 to the age of 26. And I had no idea what I was doing to my life. I had no idea what I was doing to my heart, my mind. And I really just became enwrapped in an addiction where I was medicating, um, you know, fear and insecurity and stress and loneliness and so many things, so many emotions. And but there was also a part of me that really, I think, believed the lie that that my body was mine and I could do what I wanted. Um, you know, I, I could do what I wanted. I could look at what I wanted to look at. And this was even while I was a, a believer, while I was a Christian. And so um, this kind of this behavior and this addiction was going on during this this whole period of time, and so I believe for a few reasons that sexual purity matters. I believe that sexual purity matters because your heart, your mind, and your body was made to share with one person here on this earth, and I think that's a super super important point that we need to think about. That our bodies are not meant for us and us alone. So, so important that we remember that, that our bodies, believe it or not, your body, your mind, your heart was made for one person outside of yourself. And that person is, is meant to compliment you and meant to, um, you know, challenge you. And it, that is within the context, I, I believe, of the context of marriage. Now, some people, you know, don't get married. Some people don't believe in marriage. But, you know, we, we're going to go on to talk about some of those things in here, but I believe for that very reason alone, uh, if that were the only reason why sexual purity matters, sexual purity matters because of all those things. But this one single reason, your heart, your mind, your body was made to um, share with someone uh, here on this earth and this planet. It's not meant for you and you alone. And so in order to share something, we want to share the best of what we have. Why would you want to share something with someone, uh, give someone a gift that had already been opened. Give someone a gift that had already been, you know, weeded through and, and used and was dirty and and was broken, you know, it wouldn't be a very good gift. You know, we want to, you know, we want to give people the gift and, and, and I, I, you know, I wanted to, and unfortunately, um, at the time that I was married, my wife and I, um, you know, I, I had gone, I'd walked through, you know, a lot of addiction and I was coming out of that. But there was a lot, a lot of repair that needed to take place. There was a lot of healing that needed to take place. 
and you know imagine giving someone the gift of a brand new car right or a brand new iphone <laughs> or a, just whatever it is a brand new you know uh a bra- you know a, a, a din- taking them to dinner you know something that's just totally um you know beautiful and new and and has never been experienced before you know what i'm saying i mean that is an experience worth sharing and that's an experience worth giving and so that's why I believe sexual purity matters. I believe sexual purity matters because in order to be the person that God wants you to be for yourself and for the opposite sex, you must care about your purity. You have to do it. I believe that God wants us to be people of wholeness. I believe that He wants us to live in health. And I think that we we want to live that way. I think that's sort of the the ultimate cat and mouse game in this in this life for a lot of people is that they're chasing happiness, they're chasing joy, but they're chasing satisfaction. And a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of things people use to medicate, you know, loneliness and anger and, you know, uh, you know, wanting more and, you know, that, that chase to success and, and popularity and whatever. Uh, but a lot of people also medicate and uh, medicate uh, those behaviors with with sexual things, and so, but in order to be the person that God wants us to be, which is which is people of health, people of you know security, people of wholeness, we have got to cherish our hearts, and we've got to cherish our minds, and we've got to cherish the emotions that God gave us. And so, I happen to believe that we were divinely created to be whole, to be healthy and to be undivided, to be healthy, to be whole, and to be undivided. I believe that is the, the way in which we were meant to live, to meant to operate, and that is not, believe me, I didn't say there that I, I happen to believe we were created to be perfect, because none of us uh, were created to be perfect. What reason would we need to have God in our lives if we were created to be perfect? No, I think we were created to be whole, to be healthy, and to be undivided. And believe it or not, we can do that in this lifetime, even as sinful human beings, even as human beings who still screw up, human beings who still make people mad, who still are selfish, and growing, you know, in our walk and growing in our lives. And so that is super, super important, I think, to remember, is that, uh, you know, we God wants us to live lives of, of wholeness, and He wants, live, wants us to live life that's healthy. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to enjoy life, but he wants us to enjoy life in the right way and in, in a healthy way, not in a way that's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt our hearts, hurt our minds, hurt our emotions, our souls. It's going to uh, make us into people who are broken, you know. So I think it's super, super important. And I I wanted to, um, you know, the Bible says so many things. I mean, I could, you know, go down just a, a, so many lists of, or so many scriptures about sexual purity. I think one of the most important ones is is from First Corinthians six, eighteen, which says, "Flee from sexual immorality." Right, sexual impurity. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. There's a specific effect and impact that sexual sin has on the body. Not in any way saying that it's the worst sin. Not in any way saying that that it's it's any worse or bigger or or you know more unhealthy than any other. But it has a specific impact. You know, whether it's sleeping with someone, whether it's, you know, viewing pornography, 
whether it's fantasizing, lusting, and, and masturbating and those things, it is it is a specific effect that has on your soul and, and an impact that it has on your soul and, and a really unhealthy one. First um, Thessalonians 4, verse 3 through, 3 through 5 says, For this is the will of God. The will of God, God's desire, God's heart, is our sanctification, that we abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like Gentiles, like the Gentiles who do not know God. And remembering that in, in this, this walk, in this recovery that we, we walk in, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And, um, you know, I, I love Psalm 119.37, turn my eyes, God, turn my eyes, turn my heart, turn my affections from looking at any worthless things and give me life in your ways. Give me life in your ways. And, and, and again, the Bible speaks massively to this topic of, of sexual purity. It's not, it's not, you know, oh, you're a Christian and you just, you know, you're just a, you know, you know, you're just got to follow, follow the rules. And no, I want to experience joy in life. And starting in 2009, when I stepped into recovery, I experienced a change and a transformation in my life like no other. I began living for the first time. And that was even after I had committed my life to Christ when I was 16, but I was still struggling. I was still addicted. I started to really live life, um, you know, close to 10 years ago. And live life in a way where I was living a rich, full, abundant life. And I think that's so, so important. And so um, just just super, super important that we get, that we realize that God wants us to be whole. He wants us to be pure. He wants us to experience that wholeness in our lives. All right, so I want to sort of pivot in a little bit of a different direction here. And as we talk about why sexual purity matters, I, I want to point us to an article that I read uh, or that I discovered recently from what I believe to be one of the most credible and uh, just incredible, incredible um, ministries out there that that really work so hard to bring uh, awareness to sexual purity, uh, sexual integrity, and it's called Moral Revolution. You can check out their their content at moral moralrevolution.com. They have so much good stuff on there. But this particular article that I discovered was called 10 Lies We Believe About Sexual Purity. Now, I'm not gonna read I'm not gonna read like the description on each 10 on every every single one of them because there's 10, but I do want to read the headlines. I just want to read the the main, you know, the the lie, you know, and then I, I wouldn't really invite you to go into this article and and read this. Um, and check this out. I'll link it in the show notes uh, on the podcast. But uh, let me just go down this because I think it's really important because, you know, as we talk about sexual purity and why sexual purity is important, I think we need to bring, not dwell on and not accept, certainly not accept, but, you know, at least talk about some of the lies that our culture believes about sexual purity. Um, and number one is this, this is from, like I said, Moral Revolution. Uh, on their on their website, it says number one, God is embarrassed about sex. Now, certainly, we live in a culture that is not embarrassed about anything and doesn't you know and believes that that everything is you know it, it is 
do whatever you want, say whatever you want. My body is mine. I can do what I want with it. So I think this lie is really um, more, more so, really meant within the church and really believed within the, the context of the church that God is embarrassed about sex. Nothing could be further from the truth. And like I said, I won't go into the description on each one because there's, there's just for the sake of time, but God created sex. God created this, this uh, love that two people share, that a man and a woman share with each other. Nothing embarrassing, nothing shameful about it. And it is a lie. And so many, I think a lot, well, I should say a lot of churches are really, I think, coming out of this and talking about it. But that didn't used to be the case. Um, number two, lie number two, being curious about sex is wrong. Um, this is not not the case whatsoever. Another lie that we have to, uh, you know, we, we have to talk about that being curious about uh, being curious about sex is wrong. Just having this desire, God, God built within us a desire. He built within us a physical desire to be with someone, a, a sexual desire, you know, an intimacy um, to to share with someone, and and within the context of marriage, and that's how we're built. That curiosity, I think, the curiosity is a healthy thing. It's when the curiosity takes steps into t- territory where it's manipulated and where there is, you know, exposure to porn or whatever it might be. That's where, you know, there can be uh, a lot of damage that takes place. Lie number three, purity is just for single people. Again, it can be further from the truth. Purity is for every single person. It's for single people. It's for married people. It's for people in their 70s and 80s and 90s. It's for people in every season of life. It's for people in every career in life. Um, it's not just for pastors. You know, purity is not just for ministry people. It's for every single person, every single career, every single profession out there. Lie number four, God is disappointed when you are distracted by a good-looking man or woman. Now, we, we do need to be clear that, you know, our eyes, our hearts, you know, the Bible speaks to guarding your heart, guarding your mind, guarding your eyes in that way. Um, but the reality is that people get distracted. The reality is that people notice beauty, you know, and people notice, you know, people have attraction. Now, again, the caveat here, the, the big, you know, disclaimer is that we've got to be careful, especially as, as those who, you know, people who are married and people who are single too. We've got to be careful where our eyes go. We've got to be careful where our thoughts go, what we're thinking, what we're seeing, what we're looking at, what we're embracing in those things. But when, when there is a thought or you're walking on the street, you know, if, if you know, you've experienced this before, which every single person has, um, there, there, there's no disappointment there on the on on behalf of God. There's no shame. There's no. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you you thought that or said that. He knows all. He knows everything, and so it is. It is totally natural for people to notice beauty and to notice that it's where we go with it in our minds. It's where we go with it in our hearts. Where it takes us. Where we take it. Where we allow it to take us. That is super important. <clears throat> Line number five. You shouldn't want to know anything about sex until you're married, except don't do it. Um, totally not the truth. Um, you know, not not knowing something is not necessarily protecting yourself. So just just the fact that there's teaching out there that says, well, you shouldn't know anything until you're married. That again, another huge lie. You know, a huge lie. Learning and being educated, talking to our kids 
Um, so, so important. Talking to our children, you know, education, Christ-centered, I believe Christ-centered education is really, really important about healthy sexuality. Um, and it's not just don't do it, because how many people know just hearing that message of just don't do it is what's going to make that person want to do it even more. And it's going to take you to places you don't want to go. So that's the that's the lie number five. Lie number six, being inexperienced is unattractive. So, you know, this is a huge, huge lie that, that is very, very pervasive, but that, you know, if you are a person who uh, has never, you know, never been sexual with someone or, or shared your body, that's somehow, you know, wrong or weird or strange or unattractive or ugly or whatever it is. No, you know what that is? One of that is, that is one of the most honoring things ever that you would save yourself, that you would save your heart, your mind, your body for someone, for the one the Lord has for you, that God has for your life. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And it doesn't mean in any way that you are unappealing or unattractive. So realize that, that that is one of the most precious things you have to share. Line number seven, you shouldn't have a sex drive until your wedding night. Again, we are humans. We are we are born with with uh, with these with these instincts and these desires and these passions, and that is for the purpose of our spouses. It's for the purpose of marriage. It's for the purpose of sharing that gift with someone and creating beauty in that. It's and and to say to try to deny that people have that uh, or have those feelings until they're married is uh, just so it can be so damaging. It can be such bad teaching. Uh, line number eight, once purity is lost, it can't be restored. Totally, totally a lie. A total lie. I am a living, I am living proof of that. My story is one where I, I messed up and screwed up so much and gave my body away, gave my mind away, you know, became addicted to something. And I have, in, like I said, in the last 10 years, I've lived a life that have been that has been just so incredible. Just just the 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 the, the feeling of, of wholeness, the healing that's taken place, the restoration in my heart that's taken place, and I've become a man who I never thought I could be, and that is an awesome awesome thing. So don't ever believe the lie that once you've you know taken something in your life, or you've slept with someone, or you've looked at porn, or whatever it is, however you've compromised that your purity can't be restored. Because not only can it be restored. It can be restored to a beauty that you've never known before, to something that is so brand new. Line number nine, it's impossible to walk out purity your whole life. Um, I've known so many people, you know, to, to, or I've, well, I've, I've talked to men who, who believe that it's not possible to live your whole life in, with, with purity and with integrity, and, and that is another lie. It is, uh, it, is the, it is my goal, it is my desire, and I've been doing pretty good at it for the last 10 years. I'm not saying there's not been days and moments and seasons that have been harder, but I've, I've really experienced the reality of walking in purity and walking focus. Again, I want to just, disclaimer, purity is not perfection. Purity is living a lifestyle that God is pleased with, that God wants you to be. He wants you to be whole, healthy, healed. He wants you to experience joy and freedom and, and yes, and all that good stuff. So it's impossible to walk up here to your life, lie, lie number nine. The very last lie 
if you're struggling with a pure with purity with a purity issue you're always going to struggle and that is again not the truth because Romans 6:11 says you are dead to sin and alive in Christ you can be free if you want to be it's going to take some serious hard work it's going to take some serious effort on your part, but you can do it. You can be free and you can be the person that God wants you to be. So these are 10 lies that we believe. I think our culture, or you know, even within our culture, the church has believed. Many Christians have believed about sexual purity. And I invite you to go onto their uh, Moral Revolutions website and read that, read more into each one of those, uh, each one of those lies, more, more detail. So appreciate you guys so much. This has uh, been episode two of Pure Gold, um, the podcast from Purity for Life that we just launched a couple weeks ago. Um, Really super excited. Went a little bit longer on this episode than normal, but again, I I just feel like laying out the case for why sexual purity matters is just so, so super important. So I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me today and uh, and listening and um, would love your feedback. Would love your comments. Would love for you to go and rate the podcast. I think it's still being populated to different services. So I'm not completely sure that we're on iTunes yet, but I need to check into that. Um, But certainly please visit our website, which is pflhome.com. pflhome.com is where you can find all the the links, the resources. You can go back to our previous podcast from Purity for Life, all the way back to episode one uh, from our last season and previous seasons and lots of articles on there. And also a couple great forms you can uh, fill out to contact me and to contact my wife and contact us if you need some encouragement on your in your journey in your walk uh, we would love 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 to encourage you and to help you in uh, in your life so please touch base with us at pflhome.com follow us on social media we're all over social media twitter facebook instagram all over there links on the website for that and also to contact us so you can find it all at pfl home that's purity for life pflhome.com and so i want to thank you guys for listening for watching Uh, now we're back on youtube and back on doing video content as well as audio content and uh, just super super important that we get the message out there love you guys so much have a great great week god bless